listening to the Past the Forecast podcast from Wayne 15. And I'm Joe Spruce. And we're meteorologists at Wayne 15 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is the Past the Forecast podcast, starting it off with our weather around the world, Adam. Surprising you with one. Oh. I grabbed a random city before we came in here. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about this. I saw our rundown. <laughs> Adam Adam always writes up the rundown before we come in here and do this. Just throw some ideas out there, some, some <laughs> things we may have I discussed. This you know, was one of my ideas last week. This is one of Adam's ideas. He put the rundown on my desk, and I said, you know what? He's missing this. So let's talk about it. Pretty interesting. It is currently, for us, recording this right around midday on Wednesday, but it's the middle of the day. Yes. In Australia, Ooh. particularly in da Brisbane. Da. Brisbane? Sounds right. Brisbane, Brisbane. Sounds right. Depends on the accent, I guess. It's overnight. It's like 1 or 2 a.m. there, maybe even pushing 3 a.m. now. It's tomorrow. It is tomorrow. So I took a look at their current conditions about an hour and a half ago. They were in the low to mid-60s with cloudy skies and scattered showers around the area. There we go. Where are we today? In Fort Wayne, Indiana? We're colder than them. Mid-50s, cloudy and drier after what has been an active week of rain for us here across really the entire Midwest chunk of the Midwest and the Great Lakes region. Yeah, so we've had a lot of rain here. We'll dig into that a little bit. We also had, we talked about it, we kind of teased that it was probably going to happen last week. A tropical storm, Arthur, did form, I believe that was on, was that Saturday or Sunday that it became official? It was Ooh. over the weekend. It was one of the two I days. I showed it on... Sunday. So it it was... It must have been Saturday. It became a depression, but at that point, it's not named. It was only Tropical Depression 1. That happened Friday into Saturday. Does that sound right? Yeah. And then I think during your shift or during the overnight hours, Saturday into Sunday... It changed. It became officially Tropical Storm Arthur. We had a lot to talk about the Sunday morning with the forecast. We had a severe weather threat. We had the flood potential... But I was able to sneak it in there for one of my hits. We pulled up the tropical track, and I kind of used that as my way of saying, hey, look, tropical storm, first one of the season in the Atlantic, a lot of rain produced by tropical systems. We're going to see a lot of rain. That was kind of my transition there. Um, so using using something around, not necessarily here in Indiana, but using something going on somewhere else in the country to relate that to my local forecast. And as you said, we had a lot of rain here and across the Midwest, so let's just jump right into Tracking the Topics. Tracking the Topics. So hopefully you had your umbrella if you were going to be out and about at all over the last three days. Today's the first day where we're really seeing drier conditions. We had a few light showers for our Tuesday, but Sunday and Monday, pretty consistent rainfall across the area, and... Even further off to the north, it was very, very heavy. Here in Fort Wayne, our rainfall total between 517 and 519 was about two and a quarter inches. And we are now sitting nearly an inch above so far. And typically, the whole month of May, we see about four and a quarter inches. So we're about halfway to what we typically see just between those two days, not including the nearly three-quarters of an inch of rain we saw last Thursday. 
Yeah, you mentioned last Thursday. Read that number one more time. Last Thursday was right around three-quarters of an inch. Okay, so... In Fort Wayne. We're talking about a five-day period. Is that right? Five days? Yep. Two, two, one? Yeah, five-day yep. five period for the majority besides the light shower activity we saw at the end. A five-day period we had just about three inches of rain. That came after a fairly dry stretch where maybe we had some rain around, but there wasn't that heavy, considerable rainfall that we saw just with these two waves. It was torrential at times. Like. Absolutely, to the point where you're driving down the road. I was driving Friday from, back from one of my stories, and I had to pull over on the interstate because it was coming down at such an intense clip. And then you got hit with it again Sunday into Monday. More significantly, the good news for us is there was a severe weather threat Sunday. That did not really come to fruition here just because of how moist the atmosphere was we just had rain all day never could quite get the clearing in the clouds to get the instability but how about the rain we've seen you are more connected with michigan that's where you're from i'm more connected with northern illinois because i live very close to the chicagoland area both locations saw significant flash flooding to the point where i mean it was like you saw something out of a movie It is unbelievable. As of right now, Midland, Michigan, one of the harder-hit towns. Mid-Michigan has been hit very hard with all this rain. And the Titipawassee River that flows through Midland. One more time. Titipawassee? Just once more. Titipawassee. I saw that on the rundown. I was like, Adam's saying that. Yeah. Well, whenever I was driving up to central Michigan, I would drive through Midland to and from my house. One more time. Titipawassee. Okay. (laughs) You finally got me to laugh about it. Uh, but to see these images of this town that I I, I would occasionally uh, meander through, most of the time it was just passing through, but they have two dam failures up there because the Titabawassee River is nearing a, 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 it's already passed a record flood stage of 34 feet, and Later on today, it could get up to 38 feet. My goodness. So they have an emergency there, and my thoughts are with those people that had to evacuate. It's already a crazy time. So to have flooding be a concern where I heard some reports that parts of downtown Midland could be under nine feet of water is obscene. Yeah, you know, having a little bit of fun there with the name of the river, but there's nothing entertaining about this. Flooding is one of the highest killers. Yes, when it comes to severe when weather. When it comes threats. to severe weather. It's not tornadoes. It's not yeah, it's not sexy as tornadoes, hails, lightning, but it's definitely up there. It is it kills more people a year than tornadoes do. So whenever you see flooding and the main reason is because people don't realize how deep the water is or how fast that water is flowing. So if you see water, you'll always hear us say whenever we have a chance. We had some chances for low-level flooding here because of all the rain we were seeing. And we always say, turn around, don't drown, because you never know how deep that water is going to be. You don't know if there's already been some kind of part of that roadway washed away because of the flow of the water, because it's covered up. So you don't know how deep it is. You don't know what's in that water. So it's just a hazard to even attempt to drive through it or walk through it. It's pretty interesting. This is from UCAR, the University Corporation for Atmospheric Research, one of the great resources that us meteorologists have. 
uh, essentially says on average U.S. flooding kills more than 100 people a year. That is more than any other atmospheric hazard. So it's really interesting because you, you have that threat to life. But think about one tornado. One tornado comes through, and it's not good. Don't get me wrong. There's, I'm not lessening the impacts for someone who's had a violent tornado come through. But that might impact a stretch of people over a mile. Flood conditions can take out a whole county with just massive floodwaters, numerous homes, lots of loss of, of property, damage to property, and then you have that loss of life that it is greater because it is so much more spread out. That's why it was so bad when we had those hurricanes the past couple of years, even tropical yeah. storms that just parked in one spot and just dumped so much rain in so little time. That is more devastating than a couple of tornadoes. And it's not downplaying the risk of tornadoes at all because tornadoes, the difference is we can predict when we're going to get six inches of rain saying tomorrow you're going to have a tornado come through your town or in 10 minutes you're going to have a tornado at them, that's merely impossible as well. Yeah, the you talked about the slow-moving nature of those hurricanes that cause massive flooding. That's basically the situation that we had here is this was a very, very slow-moving low-pressure system that not just gave us rain, it gave Illinois tons of rain, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan got some of the heaviest bands. We talked about our totals over the May 17th to May 19th, which was two and a quarter inches. Joe, I want you, I don't know if you snuck a peek at my sheet. I have not. I wrote this down. This was not on the outline that I provided you. But how much rain do you think Midland saw just one of those days, May 18th? Was that the peak day? That was the peak day. Um, you know, being in here, looking at radar trends, I don't know. To, to have that kind of catastrophic rise, I'm going to assume it had to be on the order of eight, nine inches. Okay, that's... That's too much? That's too much. Too much. Cut in half. Is that storm total? No, just for one day. Yeah. That's so, probably pretty close to what they saw so, when you combine So one day was about four inches... But the storm total is nearly over five the period. inches for those three days. Okay, but then you have to think about the Titabawasi River is a is a main river, right? And but time out. so so is it close to eight inches when you take the whole five day stretch of the two systems? When you factor in Thursday, it, it gets close to eight inches. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes, but you you talk about the the the, the flow, the watershed. That four inches that fell in Midland in one day also fell in the town next door. Right. It, 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 it It's all flowing into the same place. So that's what helps that river rise so quickly as it gets into the water system. So whenever we talk about uh, the rain uh, upstream coming down into our rivers here in Fort Wayne, if it gets a lot of rain in one spot, and we don't necessarily see a lot. We could still see those rivers rise. Now, we, we're seeing similar conditions, not on the same scale, but our rivers have jumped up a little bit. If you've been driving around town, you've noticed some higher levels out there. But we haven't seen flooding on the magnitude that they're seeing in Midland. What is the weather service office that that would be? Uh, that's Detroit Pontiac. That is Detroit Pontiac. It is. I was shocked that it was that one, too. I wanted to check and see. Here we go. Here's Midland. The gauge is at major flooding 
and it is not forecast to crest until later on tonight. Yeah. So and, is that still sitting? Is it still sitting right around thirty-eight? Thirty-eight is the forecast crest right now. It's at thirty-five feet. So what's what's interesting is that phenomenon as well that the rain is done. Yes. Yet the river still sees substantial rise. That's because what you're talking about. You get all the water in the in the you know the 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 residing town next to it. The water flows downward and it is still draining. So you just said the river is sitting at what thirty five, right? So about an hour and a half ago, whenever I started pulling in some data, it was sitting at thirty four point two. So in about an hour and a half, it rose roughly a foot. So that's rapid. Yes. That is rapid rise. And you're seeing this delayed rise because of all the water that's still draining in from the surrounding area. So that's what makes that's what makes river flooding, that's what makes flash flooding really fascinating to me because you think, okay, it's just raining and raining and raining and raining and raining. We got a lot of rain, okay, whatever. But no, it's there's there's a threat to life and property during the event. And well after the event, because the truth is the major flood effects, they're just beginning. Yeah, because the, the cleanup is they're not even going to be. Do you still have how quickly does that look like it's forecasted to drop down? Because the effects are going to continue until you can get into your homes or into the areas that were severely flooded. Yes, this happens frequently, not on this scale, but they do see localized flooding, just like we see localized flooding right around the riverbeds because they anticipate this. They build their parks similar to how Fort Wayne has structured themselves to be able to handle a minor flood stage and be able to contain that water so there's not so much impact on property and potential life. But whenever it reaches this kind of scale, it's not prepared to handle that. Yeah, this river is forecast to remain at major flood stage through this time on Friday. So two more days of this and then falling back down to around minor flood stage pretty quickly into Saturday. But to your good point news is about we have some dry days ahead. Exactly. Across the Midwest. That's what we need. Um but to your point about Fort Wayne, that's what I found so fascinating last year is Promenade Park is shaped the way it is because it's a big bowl in the ground to where the river, when it begins to rise, will f- just spill over into Promenade Park. And people might say, oh my, no, Promenade Park's flooded. That that looks terrible. That's what the park was designed to do. And I know I've said it time and time again. Luckily, Adam, you deferred the river flood story to me last year for Severe Weather Week. And I'm so happy you did because at first I was I was thinking, oh man, what what's this story? Why am I touching flooding? But we just touched on it, is that it is an important thing that people don't always think about. You know, you severe weather week, you want to be the one that gets to talk about the tornadoes. But when, when you deferred to me on the river flood story, I, I got to work and I came across this great, I, I thought it was awesome. It was almost like a treasure chest when I found out why Promenade Park was there. It's fascinating. And then to go back time and time again now to see the park working as it's supposed to. We don't see the flood conditions on you know rising up too high because Brahmanah Park just in that spot has been able to hold so much more water. So I find it fascinating. Yeah, our our, our thoughts are with those people that are dealing with the flooding up in Midland and across the Midwest because it was a massive system that worked its way through. We fortunately were spared from the heaviest of the rainfall amounts. We still saw a substantial amount of rain. 
and Joe decided to do something I, I would not have decided to do, but he got a little bit of an itch. We'll hear about it in our What the Hail segment. What the hail? What the hail, Joe, was going through your head when you decided to lace up the shoes to hit the golf course? Yeah, I played golf yesterday. <laughs> um, was it raining while you were on the course? It was. It was It was light, misty, kind of spitty. So it's like if you were playing at like St. Andrews. Yeah, link style. The open. Um, a little breezy, not too cool. Probably around sixty yesterday. I think that's where we were. It wasn't bad. Temperatures weren't bad. No, it was just the fact that we saw three inches of rain. It was soupy. So <laughs> it was soupy for sure. Uh, walking through some of the some of the fairways and cart path only. I assume cart path only. But it really what we were probably about a half inch away from the course being unplayable. That's, but it. That's not a lot more rain, Joe. But it. But it. What happened was, so I had a guest who was supposed to come in and play with me, my father, because I haven't seen him in months. You know, there's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a while, and so he was going to come to Fort Wayne Monday night. We were going to turn around, go play golf locally early Tuesday, and, you know, I'm sitting here Saturday and Sunday forecasting weather as I do as a meteorologist on the weekend. Wait, that's what you do? That's what I try to do. And <laughs> I saw I saw the rain trends, and I, I called them Saturday. I was like, I don't know, man. We're in trouble. So we got to Sunday night, and I was really looking closely. I was like, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen? And we saw our rain, but it was evident to me we were going to see less rain here than what they were seeing out by where he lives, near the Chicagoland area. They got dumped on. Two, three inches of rain in a day. I mean, just dumped on. We here did not experience that in such a quick clip. So there was some hope. We only saw what? It was two and a quarter inches. Total. Over those three days. Over the, over the period. So I had some hope. You know, it hasn't been super wet. They said I called the course, and they told me that that first round that came through Thursday and Friday was absorbed pretty well. They actually, by Saturday, you were able to drive anywhere. You didn't have to stay cart path only. So the course had handled the first round. The second round of rain came through, and it it did some things. Um, if you saw me <laughs> driving around, I won't tell you what kind of car I drive, but I might have been driving around the course a little bit. Monday afternoon, trying to sneak a peek at some of the fairways to see how the course was playing. I actually called there and said, hey, what's what's up for tomorrow? And they said they'd be open. They said they'd be open. They rarely close. It's just if you want to go there and deal with it. So at that point, I said, all right. I called my dad and said, it's not, this ain't happening. Well, the next eight hours between noon on Monday and 8 p.m. Monday night, we were dry. And a lot of the higher resolution model data was giving us the idea we were going to stay wet. We had rain down in Muncie that just kind of fizzled as it moved up to the east, to the northeast, and we were dry all the way through Monday evening. In fact, we were dry all the way through Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock. So we had a significant amount of time to at least absorb the water. There wasn't quite the evaporation there. We didn't have the sunshine, right? But we had a little bit of time to just let the course feel it. So we get to Tuesday morning talking a lot here i get to tuesday morning i drive out there i'm like i don't know at this point my dad wasn't coming 
But I. So you just had the golf itch essentially to for get me, out yeah. there, and yeah. you're like, I'm swinging the clubs on Tuesday, no matter what. Yeah, I told him don't drive two and a half hours to come play on a wet course in rain. Just let's wait a couple weeks, you know. And at that point, he's like, Yeah, I get it. Obviously, we both want to get out and play. I want to see my dad, but it's all right. It's all right. So we can wait a couple more weeks. Um, but so yeah, I, I I went. I saw the course Tuesday morning. I was like, All right. Went to Kroger, did my shopping, because at that point I said, I don't think I can play. My dad's not coming here. I'm going to go on, along with my normal Tuesday. And I got back to my apartment, and the radar trends coming out of Ohio were pretty impressive until they got to Indiana where we had drier air in place, and it was just eating the shield of rain away. So I was actually playing Tiger Woods 13 on my Xbox at the time. <laughs> Way back, Xbox 360. I haven't had that thing on in years. Well, months, months. But rarely, rarely turn that the Xbox on. I was playing Augusta National on my Xbox. I got to the sixth hole, looked at my radar and said, you know what, let's go. Turned it off, put some shoes on, put a polo on, my, my rain jacket on, drove down to the course. They said, yeah, you can go. It's cart path only. I said, I just want to play nine holes. I just want to play nine holes. I just want to play. I was the only one out there. It was fun. See, this reminds me of a time last year, maybe two years ago, where it was a similar situation for me that nobody else could go with me. I, nobody else wanted to go out in the rain. No one was going to come play with me yesterday. Yeah. And so I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? It's been a while since I played. So I, I looked at the radar and I saw that I had a window of like dry conditions until probably the second half of my back nine. Well, it sped up and I remember being on hole number nine and torrential rain comes in and I just, I was a trooper through it and it was after that I was soaked. It wasn't even, it didn't even become, it was more of a like mother nature is not going to stop me kind of mentality. From then on now I've determined that it's going to take a lot for me to have to get out. There's going to be obviously extenuating circumstances, but to knowingly go out whenever the course is sopping wet will have to require it to be Augusta, uh, Pebble Beach, and St. Andrews, one of those iconic core TPC Sawgrass. Now, granted, they probably wouldn't let me out there to hack up their course when it's that wet, but those are the kinds of situations where I'd be like, I don't care. I'm going no matter what. Otherwise, there'd be some hesitation. It wasn't bad. It really was not bad. How'd you shoot? Uh, 54 through 9. Not great. A little yeah. rusty. Well, like you said, it was lost, wet. Lost three golf balls. How chunky did you catch some shots? See, that wasn't really the issue. I was hitting them clean. I had a nasty snap hook yesterday. A nasty. So I'm a right-handed golfer. Probably because golfer. you had so many layers on. Could be. I don't know. I just felt stiff. But I had a nasty snap snap hook. I mean, let's be honest here. What's a good? What's a, what's a really good nine for me? 45. So you're about 10 strokes up. 44, 45. What's an average nine for me? You've played with me. Probably 48, 49. It's good I, if I break 50. You're mid-40s usually. It, it just depends. Almost regularly. It just depends. But So I, it wasn't like it was awful playing. I mean, I've had nines last year where I went 60 on a nice day. So, I mean, I, I counted every stroke. 
the the first couple holes were on a flat. It was the back nine. Yeah. At that particular course, Adam Chestnut. <laughs> the back nine starts with ten, which is pretty flat. Twelve is pretty flat. Thirteen's pretty flat until the end. Fourteen's flat. It's just an L. No, wait. Ten is flat. Eleven's flat. Twelve goes down a little bit. Thirteen's the L. Fourteen's the par three across the water. We're fine through that point. You have a photographic memory of this golf course. I've played it like I was thinking two of, or three times. I was thinking about it because I was like, where's the water going to be? Fifteen is the long par four. Not really super long, but it's it's down through the woods, downhill. Yep. That got a little wet. The par three in the woods was fine. Seventeen was fine. Eighteen was wet. And 18 is where you tee off. And it's and down into a valley pretty You're much. down into a valley where Illinois Road is running along the right. There's a big pond of water on the left. Probably a little bit bigger yesterday. We took we took the drive into the water on the left. There's drove that up, snap hook. Dropped. Hit our third. Ended up with a snowman. Ooh. Open with a snowman. Open with a snowman. Close with a snowman. Uh, the first snowman's a little... I mean, it's the first hole in a while, but yeah. eight on a par four is a little rough. Well, the first the first hole, I took it, again, really... Th- now, I was very surprised. I had an awesome drive on 10. It just, at the end, tailed left a little bit. Probably my best drive of the day. Kicked off a tree, rolled like three yards out of bounds. So I just knocked it back in and dropped it right there, but... Did you count the penalty? Absolutely. Good. I was just irritated. I was like, what? Come on. Like, that was a great shot off the tee. I was way up there. And I didn't hit a good as good of a drive as that the rest of the day, but I had fun. I had fun, you know, solo golf in weather. I know Greg was laughing yesterday because he put on my social media. I posted that I was playing, and Greg Schaup said something like, "Silly weatherman, you know, shouldn't you know when it's going to should rain? Shouldn't you know what's going to rain?" And my response to that was, "Hey, I'm a good weatherman because I like to enjoy my time out there on the course. It's my first time out this spring, you know." I'm going to play by myself. I picked a time when no one else would be out there. I wouldn't be rushed. I could take my time if I wanted to wipe things down after the shot. You play music whenever you golf by yourself? I tried yesterday. I got Bluetooth headphones, yeah. and the wind was really hollowing, and it was actually, for some reason, I was losing the Bluetooth connection. I don't know what... So you're saying the wind was messing with the sound waves? I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't um, know. I was actually surprised. These are Bluetooth headphones that have survived one time in my washing machine, so <laughs> maybe they're a little... That could probably be it too. But it was it was fun, and I think it was fun to get out there. I didn't regret it. Were my feet wet when it was all done? Yeah. But you knew what you were getting into. I knew what I was getting into, and I just had the desire to play. I've played in a lot worse rainfall than that, and the course was actually holding up a lot better than I thought. Walking down the fairways were generally fine. You had areas of standing water. I took free relief on the 15th hole where I drove it into a puddle. I mean, but other than that, I had fun out there. I, I know no one else was going to come play yesterday. It was not ideal golf, but for me, I just I needed to do something. Maybe it's because the gyms are closed. Maybe it's because we had that period of, of the lockdown. Just haven't really been able to get out and do things like that. So, so I just said, you know, let's do it. And which one, real quick, which one was better or worse, whichever way you want to look at it? Our first round last year. Our first time playing together. Oh, 100%. Was that worse? No, it was better. Better? That was really good. That, that was, was good raw, conditions. cold. What? It was cold, but it was dry. It was cold and 35-mile-per-hour winds almost constantly. I remember that, but that was... It was dry. That was... That Temperatures were like in the we 40s. Were just, I remember we were standing on the greens together, yelling at each other across the green. Like the third hole, we, we couldn't... Uh, 
We couldn't hear each other. No, we couldn't. It, uh, but that wasn't – that was a different type of element to where you could play through that without much – That was my best round of the year, the yeah, first played... one, and I the wind helped me because I hit so many bad chips, but the wind was perfect enough that it would, like, slow down the ball in the air and make it come back. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you played very well that day. I think I think dry and cool and windy is probably superior to – mild temperatures when it's super wet and continuing to rain but i had fun that's all that, that's all that matters meanwhile i'm sitting here already planning that i'm going to try and get out later this week for the first time so we'll see if i can make my way out there and hey, good luck to you i bet you it'll be a lot drier for you if you get out there well that's why i'm waiting until later on in the week and i'm sure it's a big weekend for outdoor activities going into memorial day weekend a little different a little different. I always remember playing baseball, Little League Baseball, on Memorial Day weekend. But, you know, it's it's the times right now. You still fire up the grill, have a few hamburgers, hot dogs. Enjoy outside. We're going to be pretty mild this week. But this Beautiful. past weekend was a little tricky. Let's move from golf talk to hits and misses. Hits and misses. Hits and misses this week features probably one of our biggest misses. Oh. We've... Probably ever had. Not not our. No, it was both of us. Mine. It was both of us. It was this a lot of us. Not all on you. It was a lot of us across the area. And the you truth. know what stinks is that, well, let's first off say what it is. It was the double-digit miss we had on high temperatures for sa- Sunday. Sunday. Sunday was the day the front was supposed to move through. Saturday, we forecasted mid-70s. We only got into the low to occasionally mid-60s across the area on Sunday. It was a big miss. We had 50s still to the north. We were in the mid-70s off towards Hartford City, so right in that range. We were probably, the result of it was the warm front that did not push as far north as we thought it was going to get. We thought it was going to get just north of Fort Wayne right around the Allen County line, and so did many other people, many other forecast models many other forecasters, and it was about 50 miles from being a perfect forecast, but it was one of those tricky ones that if you miss it by just a few miles, you're going to be way off. Yeah, the severe weather threat on Sunday did not really come to fruition because of, one, we didn't get a lot of clearing in the clouds. Number two, the warm front never lifted through the area, the warm front had lifted north, we would have tapped into a much more unstable air mass behind the warm front, thus warm front. Uh, Warm, moist, juicy air from the south would move into our area and really help destabilize things and and increase the, the risk for some severe thunderstorms. So, you know, it's one of those days where, I'm going to use this analogy, I recently got into bowling. We've talked about it on this show. (laughs) Well, our director, Shane, who's a big-time bowling guy, he's very talented. And in bowling, you could do everything right. You could throw a perfect roll, great rev rate, perfect, just perfectly lined up to where it comes right back into the pocket, yet you still leave like a 10-pin. And my understanding with with my time with bowling and and how professionals play, you can't do anything about that. That's just one of those things where the ball rolled as it was supposed to, one pin missed by just a little bit, 
it didn't it didn't come back over and kick the ten down. The messengers they call it. It just you just you did everything right, yet you missed. What really got me about Sunday is I felt that we did everything right. We were in talks about it on Saturday. What are we supposed to do? We held at 76. Think about the forecast data. There was an abundance of forecast data that had us getting to the the low to mid-70s and surpassing it. So some data Sunday morning had us in the upper 70s. Our in-house model here had us pushing 80 here in Fort Wayne. But no solutions had us in the low 70s or the upper 60s. You see what I'm saying here? So you and I made a play at 76. I held it the next morning, Sunday morning, and felt that it was almost a conservative play. We've talked time and time again. A warm front lifts through. We shoot up. We we bust our temperatures by going too cool. On this play, it felt like, all right, we may be too cool, but it feels like it's a good spot. Especially with the rain we had forecasted to keep us from going. Like I don't think the 80 was in play. No. Because of the rain. But I never would have thought, given how fast Hartford City was up in the morning, where the warm front was, two counties south of us, I thought there was no way it wasn't going to get up here. So it was almost like I felt as though we did everything right. And I do feel like my forecast process Sunday morning was correct. The boundary just stalled out a little bit south of the Fort Wayne Terminal. We were talking on Saturday, both of our shows. We're going to have a 20-degree spread tomorrow. 70s, near 80s in the south, 50s, 60s up north along the Indiana-Michigan border. That happened. We had a 20-degree spread. We just didn't see the boundary lift. If you can tell me it's going to be this temperature in Marion and it's going to be 20 degrees cooler in Angola, well, where's Fort Wayne? Somewhere in the middle. That's what we went for. Did the best we could do. It wasn't a bad forecast, and sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. It's frustrating. It's it's, frustrating. It's frustrating, but whenever you understand that you were that close to it, it makes it a little bit better. You just there's nothing we can do right now to beat that. No, we can't. In terms of our hit this week, I'm going to say it was the precipitation. We were pretty spot on with how much rain we were going to see as we started to get an idea on the torrential rain we were going to get over the period over the course of three days, two to three inches. That's pretty much what we saw across a good part of the area. A little bit more further off to the north, I think I saw a total for LaGrange uh, right around 3.25. So it, it was pretty pretty standard around the area, two to three inches, isolated spots a little bit higher. Yeah, I had two other hits for us. Number one was the sky cover this week, and that goes back to Nicholas's forecast Friday night. He had mostly cloudy skies through, I think, Wednesday maybe even into Thursday when I came in, I saw those trends and actually continued to add more cloud cover. And as we've gone through the week now, it's been overcast. Even as the rain has moved out, it's been overcast. We're going to continue to see more cloud cover than sun through the the next few days. We caught that Saturday with the kind of the low-level inversion we've talked about, Mm -hmm. the easterly winds ushering in some more uh, moisture. So as a team effort, I think the sky cover has been really good. And uh, the last thing is the ridging going into this weekend. It does appear from what I've just seen from Greg's forecast, I haven't looked, but it appears that the, that warm-up's coming. It's just still taking a day or two how longer. Much, and how much is it actually going to be? we still got low 80s in there, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to tell exactly, uh, but it looks like, without much of a doubt, a nice warm-up to better summer-like weather is on the way for this weekend and into next week. So I feel good about that, too. Yeah, not too bad of a forecast. The biggest frustration was obviously... 
that warm front. We had a lot of rain. We detect rain with radar. Let's touch our past the forecast inbox question. It's the past the forecast inbox. So Ashley asks us, how does radar work? Yes, and this comes to us on our past the forecast inbox, which you can get into at past the forecast at wayne.com. Ashley, radar works. It's basically a big dome. You may confuse it to look like a water tower, but it's a big dome placed usually in the central area of a forecast office region. So ours is located in North Webster between South Bend and Fort Wayne, roughly the middle ground there. And it will sit there and just imagine a beam being sent out horizontally at first and then tilted up a little bit tilted up a little bit more and it just keeps spinning around and around and it sends out this beam and it bounces off of these water droplets or snow or hail at times and sends back the signature that goes into a computer that gets put onto our radar so that we can see where the larger droplets or hail might be that's where you see the reds the oranges sometimes we get some purples and pinks in there depending on the intensity and if we have hail in a certain part of a storm and then if they're really small droplets we'll get the greens and moderate rain might be a little bit of a yellow yeah just think about you've seen i think when people grow up you learn about sound waves and how you talk and your sound waves hit off a wall and then may bounce back. Same kind of thing. I think it's the best way to describe it like you did. Yeah. You know, it hits the rain and it sends it back. What's cool about radar is we have all sorts of different type of things we can see. Sometimes we can see bugs on there with atmospheric conditions that are right. Sometimes you can see airplanes. It's it's rare to see airplanes on weather radar because we're looking at such small, finite objects. But there are radar built to see aircraft coming in. Difference between aviation radar and weather radar, but same concept. Yes, so that's how radar works. And now you know, whenever we show you our satellite radar, how we're getting that data into our computer. So lots of rain talk today. Yeah, it's uh, it's been wet, but hopefully this is kind of that transition into the more summer-like June weather, of course, that would mean we're going to be talking about maybe some stronger to severe storms more often. We'll see what happens, but it's coming. Yes, it is. All right, give us a review, a rating if you're listening to us on Apple. Uh, Otherwise, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week as we try and be. Hmm. Oh, you didn't pick a number ahead of time, Hmm. did you? 33. 33. 33. 33%. Right about the weather next week. This has been Past the Forecast Podcast from Wayne 15.